everybody, and welcome to episode 28 of the Cinefessions podcast. I am one of your two hosts today. My name is Brandon Shawan, and joining me tonight is Chris Ranson. Ash Collins is not feeling too well this week, so he decided uh, that it would be best to take this week off and uh, get back at it next week. So, Ash, if you're listening, hope you feel better soon. All right, Chris, how are you tonight? I'm pretty good. I'm a little tired, but I fell asleep earlier like four hours. Okay. A little nap. That's good. Get all ready for the podcast. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I made sure I watched the episode the first I had it today. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I was really late this week. Like, worked late and then got home and had to get something to eat real quick and then watch the episode. And fortunately, these are only half an hour episodes, so it works out. But it was definitely later than usual. But we are here now and we are ready to rock. So... A bit of a programming change that I want to announce here at the beginning of the podcast. Due to Ash being uh, under the weather this week, we decided to postpone Army of Darkness to next week, uh, just because we really want to have all three of us on here to talk about Army of Darkness, because I know it's uh, I know Ash will have a lot of interesting things to say about it as well, so we want to make sure that we get him in there. So Chris and I will not be talking about Army of Darkness, but we wanted to continue uh, the show each week and not get behind on Ash versus Evil Dead. So Ash and I will, rather, uh, Chris and I will just be talking about Ash versus Evil Dead episode three today, and then obviously what we did this past week. So just a bit of a programming change. And remember also that we are going to be watching Army of Darkness. We're going to be watching the theatrical cut versus the director's cut. So if you're planning to follow along, you don't have to watch the whole director's cut. You can just put on the theatrical cut and you'll be right with us. And so we'll review that along with Ash vs. Evil Dead Episode 4 next week. So just tossing that out there. So with that in mind, Chris, what did you do this past week? Not a whole lot. Wow. Holy I, shit. I know. I'm surprised. It's a weird week. Well, this whole break, I wake up at like one fifteen in the morning to work. So it just turns off my day. It's like yeah. I, I pass out for a few hours. I'm up for a few hours. Back in bed. So, um, I did beat two games, uh, Magicka 2, which I didn't really get. Yeah. Um, but it only took a couple hours. So That's that good. That was a plus. And then I rented, because I had a free rental from the Red Box, I rented a Peanuts game, Snoopy's Great Adventure or something. Yeah. And that took about 90 minutes to beat, 100 minutes. So. Now, you said you don't think I'd like it. Were you just joking, or do you really think I won't like Snoopy? It's, it's a very basic kids platformer. Okay. The, the thing is, is like, you can't, the first world is pretty like generic and there's not a whole lot of exploration to it, but you can't access everything. Cause each world, you unlock a new like costume for Snoopy and it gives you a special power. And then you find the treasure chest in the levels and you change into that costume. And you can access different paths. To okay. Find, like, the hidden items. So in theory, you can't you can't finish everything until you beat like when you get the last power up. Mm-hmm. It's like world five. Hmm. So, but you don't need to collect anything. So that's, well, that's good. But I, I hate forced gameplay like that, like forced replay. Yeah, having to do stuff when I'm right there. Like I was all gunk, but I'm like, I'll find all these jelly beans. I'll find mm-hmm. all this stuff. <laughs> But the con- the weird thing is the one costume, it's like a, a detective costume, so it puts like a magnifying glass on you and you can see it through 
these specifically colored walls. Okay. But for some reason, whenever the magnifying glass is on the screen, it causes slowdown. <laughs> oh. Not drastic, but it was noticeable. I mm-hmm. think that's just me. And then I've been continuing my playthrough of Dragon Quest War, or Dragon Quest Heroes, the something something woe light tree blah blah blah. <laughs> right. I'm I'm almost done because there's only like three more trophies left, so I have to be near the end. Okay. Like three more plot trophies. Gotcha. I'm assuming they're plot trophies. <laughs> and I'm like 19 hours in. I'm like this thing needs to just end now. I'm in, I was over it around hour 12, <laughs> but it, it doesn't feel like that long. But it's just it's long. And, Kind of monotonous after a while. I had watched some movies this week, but I don't remember nothing like amazing. Yeah, so I tried to watch Ghoulies today, but passed out like five minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw your tweet about that earlier. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna watch this, and I'm like, it can't be five. <laughs> That's about it. I listen to two audiobooks at work. Oh, okay. Which two? Uh. The Simon Pegg autobiography, which oh. I, didn't really, I didn't really care for it because it's, mm. it's half autobiography and then half Austin Powers. Half Austin Powers? What the hell does right. that mean? So he wrote like, a, there's like a semi-spy novel starring Simon Pegg. Okay. Intertwined into the autobiography. <laughs> what? That's so and weird. And it was short. It was only like five hour. It was only like a five hour listen. Okay. So it was really short. Because most of them like about eight hours. Right. Eight to fourteen. And then I listened to uh, Alicia Bay's autobiography. Oh, okay. How was that one? Um, it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've watched The Guild and like I know all those other little things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, there was some. Obviously, I don't really know anything about her. So. It wasn't so much all of her personal stuff, but it was kind of cool hearing kind of like her nerdy beginnings and all that. And then, you know, it ends kind of with like a Gamer's Gate thing, which honestly, like, I knew nothing about Gamer's Gate. Yeah. I didn't care. I still don't really care that much. Right. Sorry, sorry, ladies. Don't care. But, I mean, it, it was shitty, horrible, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, these are the people we've created, these children with power. Give anyone internet access, they'll do whatever they want. Yeah. There's no responsibility anymore, so. That Good there job. is not. Good job, parents of today. Right. Did a exactly. Great job. Yeah. No remorse, no nothing. Mm hmm. That's my day. We did something one day, but I was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just a weird week like that. I don't know. Like, I don't remember too terribly much of what I did, and it was nothing. You know, it's clearly nothing too uh, important or too fun. Uh, one thing I have been doing, I started playing on Rare Replay. I started playing Banjo Kazooie. Mm-hmm. I'm watching the, I'm following this YouTube 100% run. Um, and so I've been playing that. But like, man, I just the water controls. Like when you get in the water, it is the absolute worst fucking water like swim controls I've ever used in my life. And I almost. My Xbox One remote almost ended up across the fucking room the other day. And so I've stopped playing that for a little while just because I am annoyed by it. I don't remember it on being that bad. I don't know I what it is. just terrible. I think the coolest thing about Banjo-Kazooie 
the hidden items like they tease at the end. There's like glitches and ways to actually access all of them. I don't remember if you do anything with them. Hmm. It was just a cool little thing. That's cool. And the, yeah, I'm like I said, I'm just following. I just wanted to play it just to just play it. Like I don't care about exploring and finding it on my own. I don't give a shit. I just wanted to beat it. And so I'm following this YouTube run and I'm about, I don't know, probably about an hour in or so. Um, and, and aside from the, from the swim controls, it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's just, <coughs> excuse me. It's just made me so aggravated. I had to stop. Uh, so I was playing that for a little bit. Um, I have you beat it before? Or no? no, I have not. I've never even really played it outside of like the first level. I, I always liked that I played it and the sequel. Yeah. Well, the sequel, the three sixty. Yeah. Not, I don't know why they would change like the entire dynamics of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else did I play though? Uh, I. I think we talked. Oh no! I guess I beat Call of Duty since the last time we talked. Cause I hadn't beaten it yet, and I was a few chapters from the end. I beat that because I was off last week. That's what it was. I was off last week from like Sunday through Wednesday, and so I beat Call of Duty, and I ended up uh, taking it back to. I sold it back to Best Buy, and I have the the Gamers Club unblocked or unlocked, whatever the hell it is. And so I ended up paying like fifty one dollars after tax for the game. And I ended up selling it for forty four bucks. So it was basically a seven dollar rental, and I ended up beating it. So I mean, it was it was definitely worth that. Um, but like I was telling Chris, like I was telling you, Chris, the um, it was praised so much before it came out for how like unique and and incredible the single player campaign was. And even as someone who doesn't beat very many video games, like I could tell that this wasn't that epic. Like it it was not deserving of the pedestal it was placed upon before it came out i don't think at all of the three call of duty games i've beaten which would be um i think i beat four and um black ops this would be number three i think uh you know four was is arguably the best i think most people would agree with that um but i really liked black ops also i like i enjoyed the story in black ops and just everything about it um but this would easily be number three like it was fun i i enjoyed my time with it but there is nothing praiseworthy about it, I guess. Like it was just a, and, and frankly, the story kind of turns to shit at the end. Like it's confusing as hell and gets real convoluted. And then like this end thing you have to do, uh, it's just, it's weird as hell. And I don't really understand why it ended the way it did or, or what it ha- was saying. And the ending was just like really dumb. And I don't know, it was, it was just strange as fuck. But I mean, definitely worth a rental and you can beat it. You know, I don't know how many hours I played it. Uh, I meant to check on my smart glass to see how many hours I actually played it, but uh, I haven't checked. But I mean, I, I still have $44 on my Best Buy gift card and I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. My coworker keeps telling me to buy Fallout 4, buy Fallout 4, and uh, I'm tempted, but I haven't uh, haven't pulled the trigger yet. I'm kind of just hoping I can hold on to it until Black Friday. Because there are a couple of things I want to pick up on Black Friday from Best Buy, so I'm hoping I can hold on to it. But with my terrible spending habits, I doubt it's going to last me another week and a half. But we'll see. I wish yeah. you know. I think every game should just tell you how long you've been playing it. That like, was I, awesome. I don't. I don't know why that's just not a feature. Right. Like, like the smart glass thing is really cool. It's like the one Xbox we try wish was on my PS4. Right. But I also wish it told you the exact time. Around about an hour. Yeah, yeah. 
Because, like, like, obviously, I can tell, like, on Dragon Ball Class, because it's using, you know, RPG standards. So it tells me right. 18 hours, 52 minutes in. Mm-hmm. And I like knowing that, because then I know, like, for sure how long I've spent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of games, they probably don't want you to know how little time you've spent beating the game. But... Yeah. What's funny is, like, you said earlier, um, <laughs> well, I was on Game Facts, so I was wondering how many, like, how far I actually was, like, last year. Mm-hmm. And I have, like, two areas. And they vary from, like, one to three minutes plus the boss. Yeah. So I'm assuming this one probably just has, like, one area and the boss, and then mm-hmm. there's going to be a final boss. That's my guess. That's yeah. Way but in the topic, people were like, oh, it's the I got the trophy for 30 hours gameplay without any problem before I beat it. I'm like, God, what? Well, I'm like, I'm I'm at 19. I mean, you fucking, as we've talked about in the past, like you can just blow through games quicker than anybody I've ever known. And anybody I hear about online, you just blow through them so quickly. And I don't know how, like you're obviously playing the whole thing. It's just, you do it at such a rapid pace. I don't get it. Well, with like Call of Duty, because there's two two great missions in the new Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. They're both with like the weird. They don't make sense because they're just transporting you all over. That's kind of like why they're cool, and interesting to me. Okay, I like run through it. I liked one of those, but the one with the tank. That one yeah, like? I like that one. Yeah. yeah, but um, you can run through it. You don't need to fight anything. You can literally just run. You can stay right. alive. You can make it to the end without having to stop a few. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I, tr- I I cut tried. time off like that sometimes. Yeah, especially if they're snipers. Fuck that shit. Yeah, I like that part. I always take my sweet ass time through that. Like I loved the sniper level in in uh, Black Ops Three. I thought that was awesome. I think that's probably why I haven't like, gone back to Metal Gear Solid Five. Like I had started it. Yeah, I had finished like the first. Like the, I finished the prologue and then like the first mission. And then I kind of just got sidetracked. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it requires more attention than what I've been putting into games. Because, like, very yeah. quest here is I'm just smashing them. Right. Not, not quite like that. I found my rhythm mm-hmm. of just keep spamming this attack and then flash a slash, dodge, dodge, jump here. <laughs> I was stuck on a boss for a little bit, and that's because I forgot to, don't <laughs> me, I forgot to refill my healing items. Okay. So I'm like, that's why I keep dying, because I can't heal. It's basically <laughs> one-on-one. <laughs> and, well, it's one-on-one, but it's two bosses back-to-back. Oh. Which obviously, you don't know when you get there. Right. <laughs> you think it's right. just going to be one. Like, yeah. You obviously don't know the pattern. Mm-hmm. Then I found, I figured out, like, the second time that I failed, that the second boss, its attacks can only go so far. I mean, they do massive damage, but if you just stand out of its radius, the ball just deviates, whatever, disperses itself before it gets to you if you stand far enough away. So it's like, oh, run, beat her a few times, run back, beat her a few times, magic mojo powers, and yeah! Right, right. Yeah, so after I beat that, I kind of been at a loss. I didn't really know what to start next, and that's why I started playing a little bit of Banjo-Kazooie. Um, I actually went out and Chris and I was talking to Chris about, uh, getting, I knew there was a, a call of duty game that you fight on American soil. And I was trying to figure out which one it was like, you actually go through like people's houses at one point, And I was trying to figure out which one it was. And 
Chris told me it was Modern Warfare 2, and so I actually went out and picked that one up. Um, so I'll probably play that one next or pretty soon here, just because I wanna. I wanna. So you didn't buy the trilogy. Right. Yeah. I was like, GameStop has it used, uh, but it's like fifteen bucks on three sixty, and I like playing. I like the. I mean, frankly, I like the 360 and the Xbox One controller better for first-person shooters than I do the PS4 controller. And so that's why I wanted to get it on 360. And so the trilogy was like 15 bucks, but then you have to pay for shipping. And the shipping would have taken like 10 days to get here. And it's like, I don't understand why GameStop doesn't give you a free shipping option when you're a member. Like, I just, I hate that. And so I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go buy the one is only going to cost me like $9 at Best Buy and then I'll have it today. And so I just went and picked it up and uh, yeah. So I was just being uh, impatient basically is why I did that. But I don't know. It pisses me off. I, I ended up reading it on my Xbox side. So I was like, yeah, I could just, well, it, it all fell into dirt. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I kind of want to play dirt. I hear it's amazing. Yeah. So I was like, well, how much, how much does it go for you? That fucking game is still at $25. Yep, I know. I tried to buy it like a month or two ago, and I was like, fuck that. And so I was happy it came free. <laughs> like, that game is like three years old or more? No. Four? I, uh, yeah, I want to say four to five. I mean, maybe it's it was 2012. Old. Yeah. Like, Why is this still that much money? Right, right. So I was like, oh, that solidifies me. Did you do the... Fighting the bullet. What which one did you well, do? We were kind of talking about it via text. I had well, I'm retarded. So <laughs> I thought Dirt Three went off sale today. It was like I had to buy it before today. Yeah, but you don't because it's good until the end of the month. Oh, okay. So I boohooed myself and ended up having to get a quick month while I waited for the stupid code to come. Gotcha. Like really, you can't send the code like instantly. And it's like with the Uncharted thing. Like, I just assume the code just magically. Right. And it, I don't understand why there's a process to it. So, did you buy Uncharted? Okay. Oh, I couldn't have that. Yeah, it's a really good deal. I mean, it's what? Like what was it, 25? Yeah. Yeah. Like 26. Yeah, that's awesome. Good. And there's like no tax on shipping, no money. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like I trade in my three games and get like that much for them. Yeah. Right. I don't need them. To be fair, they are extremely cheap used at GameStop. Like every one of them is less than like eight dollars. I think like they're like five bucks. They don't trade at Best Buy. Yeah, they might give you more. That's what I traded Call of Duty Black Ops three to Best Buy because GameStop was only offering thirty, where Best Buy was offering forty. So was a significant like, difference. Was that before your ten percent? Before my ten percent, yeah. Which I would have gotten at either place because I have my discount at both. But that's the funny thing. Like, I told you the story. Like I went to GameStop. I like to just look, mm-hmm. not looking for anything. I just like look at my Skylander receipt. They have like the few I'm missing used. Yeah, they have deals. I, you know, I like to look at things. I just like to look. And I have a very off-putting demeanor. Like I'm hoping I do. <laughs> I don't want to deal with people and I hate people and I try to project that I'm in there not even like a minute and you know the one guy comes up and you, and you know I like being greeted at least right then he's like asking me questions uh, is there anything you want to pre-order are you doing this what kind of games do you like what's the last game you played like he was just 
way too open to that. <laughs> I've already pre-ordered everything I want at Best Buy. <laughs> Why would you pre-order there and not here? Yeah. Well, because I get 20% off what I buy, so why wouldn't I pre-order it there? Well, you can trade in stuff here. <laughs> and, you know, we have really good deals. I'm like, I can trade in stuff there and get 20% off. Right. <laughs> Way to not know your competition at all. So, <laughs> I'm like, sorry, but if you're going to give me 20% off a brand new game, right. then sure, but mm-hmm. you're not. Exactly, so for the I same cost. I wanted the new Fire Emblem game in February. Yeah. And there's, it's, there's three games. I don't know the difference. It's called Fire Emblem Fate. But there's a special edition. with like some little gadgets, but it's all three games on one cartridge. Okay. Which obviously means Nintendo's just being cheap and wants everyone's money to get Right. But, anyways, I wanted the special edition. I guess it's Shiny Limited. And it's like, I think it's 70. Which isn't bad for special edition, and you get three games. Right. But with the discount, like, it's like 40 something. Hmm. Like, it was, it was just That's like. awesome. I'm like, this is a no brainer. It's like the price of just buying one of them, you know, without all the goodies. But that's all I pre ordered. I had that pre ordered and the new Xeno. Okay. For the Wii U, which I can't play anyways. But, you know, <laughs> limited edition. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so moving from the games I played, I think that's pretty much all I played. Uh, I played a couple minutes of a, a few other things, I'm sure, but that was most notably uh, what I played. I also watched San Andreas this week. Bridget has been asking me to watch it forever now, ever since we got it, because I bought it on it when it came out. And it was undoubtedly the most over-the-top disaster flick I have ever seen. Like, a thing or a bad thing? I mean, it wasn't a bad movie, but it's not a great not the least bit believable. Not in the least bit believable. No, like it was like every bad thing that could possibly happen happened times two. And then they still got out of it with no problem. You know, I mean, well, I mean, there was problems, but they got out of it. And then it bad thing again happens and then bad again happens. And it's just like more bad things than you could ever imagine happening to one family happen and they still find ways to just like get around it or get out of it it's just crazy but like i love the rock and so i love watching him in movies and he's just fun and then alexandra daddario oh my fucking god i mean she's an absolute goddess and her eyes they are the most blue things on the planet they're amazing so she's super hot and so that's another good reason to watch it but yeah i mean if you like disaster flicks you probably find something fun in there because it is fun it's just super stupid you know it's just really dumb over the top action yeah the trailers didn't sell me yeah like it depends like if it takes itself too seriously that or not it's fun Mm -hmm. twister's good i love twister and there there was that other tornado movie not too long ago came out last year i can't remember it's has like a fire tornado and stuff that's crazy. Oh, like, like it, it pushed itself just far enough, like make me like enjoy it. Like, yeah, it was just cheesy enough without going too. <laughs> but um, you're talking about Into the Storm? Yeah, like the found. Okay, was it found footage? I don't remember. Yeah, it was like a semi-found footage disaster film. Yeah, that one was better than I expected it to be. But, it was entertaining. It yeah. was mindless, but 
Right. I, I actually I actually auditioned for that film. They filmed it here in Detroit. What? Yeah, they were at that point they were only casting like extras or whatever. And uh actually it was it was the time capsule moment. I don't know if you probably don't remember, but there's this time capsule moment where they all go through and like they talk to different people in the city and they're getting a video together for the time capsule. I, I just oh, yeah. one of those people. Uh, I didn't get the call, but that's how it goes. Yeah. But um, yeah, I have it in 3D. I'm going to watch it in 3D. So I'm hoping Bridget was going to get me a projector for my birthday, but then we were planning on moving within like the next couple months. And so we decided to skip on it. But now we doesn't look like we're going to be moving anytime soon. Maybe. Uh, with that there's a big asterisk next to that though because you never know but i'm hoping i get a projector for my for my christmas gift and if that's the case i will be setting up my basement i'll be converting that into like our theater room which i'm really excited about and uh definitely be watching that on my blu-ray 3d and my projector to see if it looks as fun as it possibly can i'm excited about it but um, for anyone that cares, the uh, San Andreas uh, Steelbook will be six dollars at Target on Black Friday. Oh, okay, that's good to know. Very good to know. I did not get the Steelbooks. I don't think they had the 3D in the Steelbook. I think that was no, the problem. I'm do that anymore. I'm missed because like the final um, Hobbit film, the extended edition. I don't yeah. know if it came out or if it's coming out. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But the first two had Steelbooks. <laughs> Oh. This one doesn't. And I'm like, really? <laughs> That's They're stupid. Larger than about these fucking movies. They <laughs> have a shiny box, right? And now, tax treat. <laughs> so I'm just gonna hold off. Yeah. What was weird? The first one was in 3D, and the second one wasn't in 3D in the steelbook. I remember you complaining about that in the past. It's such a weird, right? <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's it. For what I did this past week, which I had three days off, you'd think or I had like four days off. You think I would have done more, but I didn't. So thus is life. So one thing I wanted to just throw out there to, to, our, to our listeners um, is something that I've been trying to work on behind the scenes a little bit and trying to come up with different ideas. And I would love to hear some feedback from you guys, you know, in our comments or, you know, hitting us up on Twitter, whatever the case is, or even emailing us. Uh, what would you like to see? As a, a subscriber, what would you like to see out of a YouTube page? If Cinefessions started to post YouTube videos, whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, whatever the case is, if they're longer, more intensive things, maybe monthly, I mean, whatever the case is, what would you like to see out of a Cinefessions YouTube page? Um, Chris and I did the unboxing, which was pretty popular, and we enjoyed doing it, but the, I've kind of um, stopped purchasing a lot of movies. Just because I have, I have such a huge collection, I'm actually trying to purge some of it. Uh, and so I'm not really buying as much now as I was in the past, which, you know, I had plans in the past of doing collecting, collecting videos, but I just, I don't see that being as plausible now because I'm not buying as much. Um, and so, I mean, would you like to see video reviews? Maybe um, like, you know, I, there's this guy I follow on YouTube named Chris Stuckman. He does uh, video reviews, which are pretty enjoyable. Um, is that something that you enjoy watching, or would you rather see something else? Maybe, you know, maybe we're. Uh, n- would you like to see new film reviews? Maybe old old school reviews. Uh, you know, series reviews on video. Um, something completely different. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 
give us some ideas on on what you would would like to watch from a YouTube page that Cinefessions was hosting because that's really something I want to build. Um, it's a great way to expand our audience and something that I am very passionate about is is the creation of such things. And so something I'm really looking to do in the future, I just uh, want to know what would be worth my time, what would be worth our time. Um, yeah. So if you have any ideas, you know, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on email, co- uh, contact at com, or leave a comment on the blog post where this is um, located, just so we have some ideas on what, maybe what you're thinking. All right. Any thoughts on that at all, Chris? No, I, I think it'd be fun. I just I don't know what I would do. Right. Like, like I stream on like Twitch, so it wouldn't be like I'm not gonna like record and play any game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, let's plays are incredibly popular on YouTube, but not something I would be able to do because I suck at video games. Uh, I mean, but that's I I, fun too, I know that's what I, was, I I did. I, you know, I wanted to do like a Simon sucks or something. I think because I always use Simon as my tag. Uh, just because I'm terrible at games. And so trying to watch me struggle through games, you know, might be something fun to watch also. But uh, that's something I've been toying with. So an idea I've had. But, um, you know, I also want it to be more, not more necessarily, just also. I want there to be film on there along with video games if we do decide to go that route. Uh, I wish we lived, I wish the three of us lived closer. We could totally do something, you know, together, which would be a lot of fun. But, um because of our distance, we'll have to improvise there. Um, and then another thing that we want to do, and we've been talking about for a little bit, is trying to do live video recordings, live video casts of our podcast as we're going through them, uh, which I would then edit as a normal podcast and release as a normal podcast. But those video editions could, you know, go up on YouTube, and I think those might be uh, might be fun as well, just to put some visual with the audio. Um, I know a friend of ours is posting his old podcasts on YouTube, which I plan to do and I'm going to do. I'm just trying to get the behind the scenes shit all straightened out on my YouTube because I want to keep the Cinefessions one separate from my personal. And it's just, it's a big clusterfuck back there that I'm trying to untangle. So eventually you will, will be able to listen to our podcasts on YouTube, just not, uh, not as of yet. But hopefully once the new year rings, that'll be something that we get to do, but all right, any other thoughts for this week, or should we move on to our review of episode three? There was one thing I did this week, and I can't believe I forgot. Okay. It was like the one thing I did all fucking week. I watched <laughs> Shia LaBeouf watch himself mm. for like three fucking days. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I forgot. Like, I'm just like, no, yeah, I know, I can't it. believe you forgot that. <laughs> but it's called like All My Movies or something, but. Yeah. It, it was just interesting. Like, obviously, I didn't sit there and like, stare at my screen for six hours or whatever it was. Don't let him fool you. That's exactly what his <laughs> ass did. He stared at him for all three days. No. But, like, if I was on break at work or whatever, I'd, I'd pull it off by the pants. And then I'd go through the Twitter feed to see if there's anything like, funny or, you know, things happen. There's weird people in the crowd. Like, I sort of like, because I didn't start watching like at first. It was like kind of like the next day. Like yeah. the morning of the next day, so like seven hours in. And there was this guy who looked like a hippie, gypsy, Johnny Depp type of the Caribbean <laughs> that was sitting beside him. And it was just weird. And he was there for like forever. And then he got replaced by the hipster with glasses, who was just so annoying. <laughs> like, and it's just funny. But 
he kept like leaning in so like his head would be in the camera too. Yeah. And then at one point he like completely fell asleep with his head on Shia LaBeouf's shoulder. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> wow. Like, just reading the Twitter feed was just hysterical. Because they're like, can someone tell Buddy Holly to wake up and go off the screen? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just oh. funny. But you have people like handing it up. Mm. But apparently like, for, for reading the Twitter feed, it was kind of like three different things were going on. You had him just doing his thing in the theater and the people were surrounding as one. You had the people outside who were in line for hours upon hours yep. who were given kind of like art projects to do. Like they would just do oh. different things. Like it was told totally different vibe and rules. Apparently they had rules for like each thing. Hmm. It's like you could only do certain things. Like you couldn't, you weren't supposed to have your phone out at all. Yeah. During the movies. Hmm. You had the crowds doing their thing, and then you had like the online interaction, people just watching. Right. But basically, he couldn't, but he wouldn't talk to anyone or anything like that. But I think one of the coolest moments was someone on Reddit um, in Ohio was like, Shadow looks kind of, you know, bored and tired. It's like, Six hours before it's all over. He needs a pizza. So they went on dominoes.com, ordered a pizza in New York City, and had it delivered to him at the theater with a note. And he ate like half the pizza and then like handed it out to the people around. (laughs) So I just thought that was so cool. Mm -hmm. But I guess like there were some people in line who were just like trying to cut Uh. and were like, why, why do you care? This is just stupid. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you came to it. Right. You know, like, you might think he's nobody, but you took your time to actually like, come here and, mm-hmm. like, walk in. I'm right. like, I would have gone. Like, I would have gone. Yeah, I absolutely would have as well. Yeah. I mean, you didn't watch it, but, like, right. when, when he when he was watching Poles, I was able to, like, sync it up and, like, watch it with him. I thought <laughs> that was kind of cool. Yeah. And then, obviously, like, I just left it the laptop on for the last hour. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, like, watched it. No, you know, anticlimactic isn't quite the perfect. Basically, it's over, he gets up, and he leaves. Right. Like, that's what you do when you're at the movie. And I guess he went out, and he had, like, a dry erase board. And he just wrote, like, a little message. And that was it. Like, what did he write? Do you remember? It was just something like, thanks for joining me on, like, this experience. I know it doesn't okay. make sense. Well, Gotcha. Revolutionary. Right. But it was just fun watching him because you could see, like, obviously, you know, we watch a movie, we're, we're watching the movie. Mm-hmm. But, it, but it was as if he was just, not just watching it, watching himself, but having all the memories, you know, the filming yeah. and all of this. You could see, like, he, he really enjoyed stuff like uh, the Even Stevens movie yep. and Surf's Up. Mm-hmm. It's like a penguin movie. Like, those actually made him, like, happy. Like, it was just interesting watching it. And there's, like, some great things you can just look up online. So one, I think, made a three-minute um, video where he condenses all three hours and, like, one quick thing. Okay. Yeah, my boss, I, I told my boss about it. On, our power was out at work on Thursday when I got back to work. And so we were kind of just bullshitting all day. And I told her about it. She hadn't heard about it. And, uh... I, I came in Friday and she's like, I was absolutely obsessed with reading about and watching the rest of this. Like I had to know what was going on. And 
everything. And she showed me her favorite part of it was she found this like little uh, gif of him at the very end of the even Stevens movie and just his reaction. He was just like embarrassed and you know, cause he was watching him. I think it was the part where like the, he's like dancing or something or singing. And he was just like laughing his ass off and you could just tell he was embarrassed. And it was so just endearing. And uh, she's like, you know, I, I'm mad that I ever didn't love him. And like, I, like I was saying, to Ukraine, like I, I've loved him ever since the Even Stevens. You know, when I was watching new episodes way back when, like I think he's an absolutely awesome actor, and uh, it's been sad to see him because he's been clearly something's wrong. I don't know what it is, if it's you know drug abuse or you know whatever the case is. Uh, I just feel like something was going on with his life that you know the public didn't quite understand, and uh, and so I'm hoping that you know this is kind of more of, of the walk away from that and uh hopefully this is you know something good for him personally uh because it was it was very endearing to see uh some of it which was really cool and so yeah i'm glad you brought really that up cool thing to watch. yeah i mean i wasn't like a huge fan mm-hmm. I, I like the transformers yeah and you know he wasn't horrible on indiana jones i think indiana off movie <laughs> like everything was like everyone was kind of just miscast and plot wasn't the right kind of plot yeah like every it didn't feel like an Indiana movie in 2012 like he's been kind of like low key he's definitely done more but like I haven't seen Fiona yeah I didn't either but like I've seen him in like Nymphomaniac and yeah he was in that Sia music video and he was in that other music video where he was naked <laughs> right yeah yeah, but very interesting. Awesome. So let's move on to the reason we are here to review episode three of Ash versus Evil Dead entitled Books from Beyond, directed by Michael J. Bassett. And again, just a fair warning, there will be spoilers for the entire series thus far. All right. So the open up and who do we finally get? We get uh-huh. Lucy Lawless. I was so excited. This was the best opening <laughs> ever. Like it hit every mark that I could have possibly wanted. Yeah, I I loved her fucking red Challenger. What a badass car! And she drove it so awesomely. It was perfect. So she she arrives at Kelly's parents' house and sees the crosses, and uh, then Kelly's dad starts attacking her from from under the dirt, and she pulls him up, and um. Basically, we find out that she's looking for Ash and she knows that he's been there, but the dad's not talking. And so she starts like at one point tapping on the fork, which was really funny because the fork stuck in his eye from the last episode. And uh, she gets the knife and, and, and cuts his face because he's not responding to her questions. And uh, then the, the opening credits hit. And yeah, it was it was a really funny and really fun opening. I definitely agree with you, Chris. Yeah, I'm just glad we finally got some action. Yeah, definitely. Looking very good. Mhm. All right, so we see Ash and the gang. They arrive at the the bookstore that they've been talking about for the past couple episodes. Um, and he says that the shopkeeper is kind of an old, an odd duck. So no conversations and no eye contact. And uh, Pablo reveals that he was thinking of names for them, and he wants to call them the Ghost Beaters. 
And uh, Ash and Kelly's response is really funny because they absolutely hate it, obviously, because it's a terrible name. Uh, but it was really funny. And uh, at one point, Ash suggests that, you know, once this is finished, we can all go get churros. And then he says, that's not a racist thing, just a great dessert. And then Pablo tries to set him straight. You know, I'm not Mexican, right? That's the spirit. Just really funny uh, back and forth in this before they get into the bookstore, which I really enjoyed. Just love the writing in the show. It's just so funny. I think they do such a good job with it. Flew by. I was like, over? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And I think that's I think that's a good thing, though, because it just keeps you wanting more and, and oh, yeah, keeps me excited like, for the next episodes. I, I would binge watch this. Oh, absolutely. Nah, absolutely. So they Ash goes into there and into the new into the bookshop and the owner comes out and uh, and then following the owner is the cop whose name I, I just can't remember Fisher, but I can't remember what her first name is. And so Fisher sees Ash and she kind of gives him this weird look as Ash hits on her. Um, then she leaves and basically she's just not sure if it is who she thinks it is. And so she calls uh, her friend, her, you know, she's her police officer buddy and says, you know, can you send me the sketch? And uh, he does. And then she gets the sketch and realizes, yep, that's the guy. And so. Um, the owner of the bookstore, he gets really excited because he's kind of examining the book of the dead and he realizes that it is in fact the Necronomicon. And so he's really excited because this is basically what he says. This is his life's work is, is, you know, basically trying to prove that this is real. Right. And so, um, we get, we go into the car and we see Kelly and Pablo and, and Kelly says that Pablo is kind of the the silver lining of this whole situation because he's like the brother she never had, which is, uh, <laughs> which Pablo doesn't like. And he, he suggests that maybe he's a, a bad boy that can't be trusted, which was really funny. Um, but they see that, um, Fisher is in her car and she, she gets the gun out and she starts heading back in and they, they know that it just has to be because of Ash. And so, um, the next scene we get Ash, or we get uh, Fisher pulls out the gun on Ash and uh, tries to, you know, get him to surrender, basically. And then right as she says, you know, Michigan State Police, Pablo comes in and knocks her out with a stick, which was really funny. And he goes, oh, shit, I just knocked out a cop. And he, he looks at the shop owner and says it was in self-defense. I thought that was awesome. Um, so what what are your thoughts up to this point, Chris? Oh, I was enjoying it. And I love that shopkeeper. <laughs> the point I had to like look him up online. Oh yeah, I'm like he looks kind of familiar. He sounds familiar. Apparently, he's been in like well everything. Okay, scene, but he's done like six different seasons of Power Rangers. I think as like oh. villains' voices. Oh okay. So, yeah, he was that, very good. He was funny. Just <laughs> <laughs> so they tie up the cop after they knock her out, and um, Ash kind of walks out with the owner and they're they're looking at the book again and so then we get the kind of the backstory on the book so really if you haven't even watched the movies you could probably just watch the show and you still kind of understand what's going on you wouldn't get the inside jokes probably but you still could understand what's going on which i think is a really uh positive thing to say about the series because it's accessible to virtually everybody which is always a good thing um some highlights you know he says it's a gateway to hell it's a way to unleash deadly forces into their realm it was the pages were cut from the uh, bodies of the damned. 
Um, it creates portals from our world to the underworld, and it's a passageway for evil, basically. And as she, you know, he asks, how can we reverse it, essentially? And the owner finds something in the book, but he says it's difficult to decipher. But the uh, quote-unquote undo button, it may be inside Ash, which is clearly something that they're going to play up uh, as the series continues, it looks like to me anyway. Another funny quote when he Ash goes, Pablo, you smooth brown Einstein. Just another really good line. <laughs> Um, so then, uh, the cop and Kelly are kind of going back and forth. She wakes up and sees that she's tied, uh, chained up and basically she's trying to give her, get her to give up Ash, but, uh, you know, Kelly ain't having it. And so the owner creates this circle on the ground. It's like a, I don't know, a typical like circle that you would see in, you know, witchcraft things, you know, things like that. And, um, he says that it's a space for summoning, um, a connection between their world and ours. And so Pablo and Ash are kind of going back and forth on what to do. And um, Ash is like, you know, we're already, it's already bad. And like, it's already bad. I can't get any worse. And he says, it's like spilling paint on a painting. It's okay. Cause there's already paint on it. And Pablo just looks at him and goes, that is incorrect. <laughs> that was hilarious. And then he's like, let's, let's get Kelly in here and we'll have a group decision, a group vote on this. Um, but Ash kind of uh, convinces him by saying, do you want to be a ghost beater or not, basically? And uh, he's like, all right, let's do this. And so they decide that they're going to find a quote unquote weak demon to bring out. And so basically they can learn how to uh, send him back, which they can then do to the rest of the, the deadites and the demons. Um So the owner, he finishes up his spell and then like all the shit starts happening, you know, um, the, Storm clouds develop outside the the shop. Um, things start shaking on the shelves. The circle itself starts turning colors. Uh, things start flying around the store. The dead baby animal carcasses and the books start start coming to life. All this shit starts happening. Um, and then eventually the demon arrives. And um, to me, he looked like he was like sh- like straight out of Silent Hill. I don't know why, but that's yeah, the design what... looks familiar to me. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm not saying it's from Silent Hill. It just that's what it reminded me of. Uh, it's it was kind of like a mix of that and like the Pan's Labyrinth. Oh okay. yeah. Has like the eyes on fingers, whatever. It's yeah. kind of like a mix of that. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that's definitely a good a good connection there. And and I watched the uh, making of afterwards. Oh okay. And they revealed that he's naked. The guy is. Naked oh really? Here. So there was Wang. Oh hey. For anyone keeping count. For it was decent. For anyone, I mean, it was it was gray and covered in like silicone, but yeah, you know, it was just interesting. They're like he's naked and <laughs> walking around, and but, but we gave him respect. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So as the the demon is, arrives, the owner just keeps warning him, "Don't break the circle," you know, "Don't break the circle," which obviously is is going to be important. Uh, and and my, probably the, the funniest line to me, or one of them at least in this episode, was when Ash says, first off, you don't look anything like your photo, so you might want to update that. I thought that was hilarious. He's talking to the demon, of course, which I just thought was fucking hilarious. I was laughing my ass off. Um, and then Ash blames Pablo. He says, this is a really, really bad idea of summoning this guy, Pablo. Um, but anyway, the cop breaks in, and he's warning all of them, or he's warning Ash to put his weapon down. Um and Ash isn't doing it. He's like, are you serious? And so then she shoots 
and Ash it freaks Ash out, and so he like stumbles, which of course breaks the circle. And so Ash gets pulled in by the demon, and the demon's like standing over him, uh, growling at him essentially and drooling on him. And then um, Pablo shoots him, which um, you know gets rid of him for a second as the owner's trying to do all these spells. Uh, as as the owner's trying to do these spells, the the demon throws glass at it at the owner. Uh, so obviously he's done for and you know it's all glass in his face and so pablo shoots the demon and the demon disappears but only for a second um and uh and then eventually kelly grabs the book of the dead and hits him with it which that seems to help the demon's gone for a while um or gone for the rest of the episode at least so that did it um and then ash pulls the cop up you know he's thinking that you know i'm finally gonna be able to you're gonna you're gonna listen i'm gonna tell you my story but the cop fucking puts the handcuffs on him. Of course, she put the handcuff on the fake hand. And so he just pulls it off and then like quickly gets her wrapped up in the handcuffs. And so she's stuck there, handcuffed to the table. Um, but he he loses his his prosthetic hand in the process. But I thought that was well played. Um, and then Ash, Kelly, and Pablo are back in the car getting ready to move on. And Pablo uh, suggests that his uncle who is a witch doctor. I can't remember the word they use. It's the title of the next episode, but I can't remember what the word is. Some Spanish word. Um, but he suggested his uncle might help them. And so Ash says, you know, I'll just take him a couple of Miller tall boys and he'll help us. So, <laughs> um, but Ash then admits that he's no longer a quote unquote alone wolf, which was a, a reference to what he called himself earlier in the episode that Kelly corrected. And that in order to survive, they need to stick together. And then the very last scene in the episode is the cop cuffed to the bookshelves or in the bookstore, at least. And uh, she starts hearing things and it's the owner getting up. But it turns out that the owner is now a deadite. So she looks fucked as the episode comes to an end. So that is episode three. Very quick episode, uh, but but very, very enjoyable. So, Chris, what were your kind of your overall thoughts on episode three? I love this episode. I think it's even better than like the other two. Okay. Like, to the point where it's like we just talked about it and now I want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think like, like it just hit all the notes. Yeah. I mean, I this feels like something that once we get to that last episode, like I feel like I'm going to I want to watch through the whole thing again bef- and then watch the last episode just because everything's so quick. Uh, and, and it moves so fast at such a brisk pace that it's something you can definitely watch. Uh, you can definitely binge watch. And everything seems relevant and important. Yep. Like it, it feels like there's actual urgency. Right, right. So, yeah, definitely another excellent episode. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it's so much fun. And the, the direction is spot on thus far and the writing is just perfect i think that's probably the my favorite aspect of it is just the the way they're writing ash so well and 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 the the characters around him they just they fit so well they're such a fun group of people to watch and, and there's such good chemistry like with everyone yeah exactly and, and next week looks really good too the trailer you know, I it was on, but I didn't really, I wasn't really looking at the TV screen while it was going by. I heard a little bit of it, but I wasn't really paying attention. It looks like a lot happens, okay. which, but I think it'll actually work better when with uh, our army of darkness. 
Yeah, okay. We've seen those be parallel. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah, so next week, like we said in the beginning of this episode, we're going to have Ash vs. Evil Dead, episode four. And we're going to do Army of Darkness. We're going to do the theatrical cut. And the only reason we skipped Army of Darkness this week was because of uh, Ash being under the weather. And so come next week, we're going to be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um, But we didn't want to miss a week for our listeners out there. So hopefully you enjoyed Chris and I kind of shitting the shitting the shoot, shooting the shit, rather. (laughs) Shooting the shit through episode three. And... um, yeah, and we'd love to hear your thoughts about a YouTube channel. What are you looking for out of a YouTube channel when it comes to movies and video games, comic books, whatever? Um, you know, as as the tagline says, we're specializing in horror, sci-fi, and cult media reviews and podcasts. And so, you know, we kind of do it all at this point, which is something I'm really happy about and really excited to uh, run into 2016 with. So. Yeah, thank you guys for for all your comments and all your support. We really appreciate it. So thank you, Chris, for joining me tonight. Any other thoughts on anything that we talked about today? Not really. Um, I I will have some comic reviews coming up. Oh, that's right. I have two different series. They each have a new issue coming at the end of the month. Okay. And so I just given all the issues up to the point. So great. Yeah, check for that. I can read it. Awesome. Definitely. Yeah, check for that on cinefessions.com. And I guess that is that then. All right. So thank you again, Chris, for, for joining me here tonight. And uh, next week we'll be back with Ash as long as his, his voice is, is back up to par. And uh, yeah. So thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate you. And we will catch you next time. Yeah.